0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. I am your host, Perry Mortzinos. And today, guys, we have a great episode on tap for you guys. So let's get straight to it. So we have the World Cup going on right now. Big U.S. win over Iran. Um, 1-0. Very, very big win to advance to the knockout round. The last three times they've been in the World Cup, they have advanced to the knockout round. Um, the one exception is 2018, where they somehow did not make the World Cup. Arguably the low point in U.S. So- in US men's soccer, um, for sure. But I want to focus a little bit on the NFL here, as we've got some major, major, major developments in terms of the Patriots. So just looking at last week, Right, the Patriots suffered a disheartening loss to the Minnesota Vikings. We will talk about that. But then you need you need some teams to lose. You need the Bengals to lose, you need the Jets to lose, you need the Chargers to lose, and you probably would have taken a Dolphins loss as well. That would have been very very nice. Bengals beat the Titans, Dolphins beat the Texans, Jets beat the Bears, Chargers beat the Cardinals. So, if you're the New England Patriots looking at it from a pure How did my chances go to hopefully make the playoffs? They went down, no doubt. This was a very, very bad week for the New England Patriots and for their football fans. This just did not turn out the way that they hoped. And now they're out of the playoffs, current playoff picture. Not that that means much, but it does mean something. And with this very, very difficult schedule they've got coming up, it's going to be very, very difficult for this team, I think, to get to what I think is going to need to be 10 wins to get to the finals here. Uh, To get to the playoffs, excuse me. But my game plan for today was we'll do a little recap of the loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Very, very difficult loss. Very, very tough loss. We'll go into the... Patriots chances this week and with that we'll also talk about playoff chances regarding other teams stuff like that but let's start with the Vikings game last week 33 26 loss Thanksgiving primetime game Mac Jones's best game of the season I think that's without question 28 of 39 passing 382 yards two touchdowns no turnovers most important I was very impressed with the receiving I mean he threw for 382 yards but Devontae Parker had four for 80 I thought he looked really really good Thursday night Stevenson had nine for 76, Nelson Aguilar at six for sixty five and touchdown, Hunter Henry had the other touchdown. But I feel we're at this point where the past two years it's been okay. We should have won this game. It's it's a lot of moral victories, in my opinion. Just just look at this year, right? You've got week four. Let's start with week four. They lost to the Packers in overtime. They had Bailey's app. Moral victory, right? Packers obviously don't look as good as we thought they would. This is really your second. I, I would say a lot of people are treating this as a moral victory. You know, it was a... They put up a good... I thought the offense showed some life. I thought that was very, very important, no doubt. But they're up three entering the fourth quarter, and they gave up 10 points in the fourth quarter. The I mean, just go back, really, what's been the past two years even getting back to cam newton right you had last year you opened with that loss to the miami dolphins where damian harris fumbled um in viking in dolphins territory that would have made a game-winning field goal a chip shot you had the dallas cowboys lost you also had the bucks loss that a lot of people were calling a moral victory it's week four it's a sunday night it's the most hype regular season game of all time Yada, yada, yada. You're going against Tom Brady, whatever, Super Bowl champions. A lot of people count that as a moral victory. You also have the Dallas Cowboys game last year where Dak Prescott hit CeeDee Lamb for a walk-off touchdown. I think those have really been your quote-unquote moral victories. Um, In the past few years, I already mentioned the Packers and Vikings. And if we want to go farther back, to the Cam Noon year, I think there was only really one. The Seahawks lost in week two where people were saying, give Cam a contract extension. I, I still refuse to believe that Cam Noon actually played here for one year. But let's go back to this Vikings game. But this is a game they should have won. This really is a game. The Vikings had, in my opinion, awful sacks, right? Um, awful offensive line. Patriots got no sacks. They got one sack. Okay, great. You know, not no turnovers. For, actually, excuse me, my fault. Um, I believe Jonathan Jones had the interception. Yep. Just uh, as I'm double checking, Nick Folk bounced back with a nice game. Uh, Marcus Jones had a great kick return. Look, I think there's three pivotal plays in this game, right? In my opinion, there's the Hunter Henry catch, not a catch, um, ruled for a touch. I think there's four. I'm I'm gonna i I'm gonna go back on my stance for a second. The first one I'm going to say was that entire end of half sequence, because that should have been a touchdown and that ended up only being three points. I think that hurt this team. I think another was the Hunter Henry catch, not catch. Eh, was it a catch, was it not, to make the game 26-23. I would also say that the kick return for a touchdown by the Minnesota Vikings was a pivotal play. I mean, I I frankly could not believe that happened. I mean, you've got a Patriots team that just executed a field goal and then a touchdown on their opening drive of the third quarter. They're kind of rolling on offense for a second here. And then what happens is I'm give up a oh, I believe it was like 103. It might have been like a I think it was a 97-yard kick return touchdown. Makes it 23-23. Then you go down, you kick a field goal. On the possession that Hunter Henry caught not catch. Caught the ball, not, didn't catch the ball. Then you're by three entering the fourth quarter. And then the Vikings kicked the field goal. You punt in, and then the Vikings went down the field score a touchdown. You had chances. And the fourth play, I think, is the Pierre Strong roughing the punter penalty that caused a first down. Um that ended up getting the Vikings, extending that drive, getting them to score the touchdown on that touchdown drive. Those are the four plays I look at and I'm like, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, come on with this team. F- end of first half, that's simple stuff. Hunter Henry needs to go out loud. Mac Jones needs to throw the ball away. That should be second nature at this point for this team. That is something that that is something that the Patriots fans used to make fun of other teams for doing against the New England Patriots. We used to say, oh, they're intimidated of Bill. They're scared of Bill. They lose their head when they play the Patriots. Really? That and the first half sequence was abysmal. Abysmal. Then you have... The, I personally... My thoughts on the Hunter Henry catch, I personally thought it was a catch. I didn't see the ball hit the ground. So, I don't understand how that's not a catch if the ball doesn't hit the ground. I do think it was a catch and down at the 1 because he he did lose control. I don't think the ball hit the ground. He did lose control. So And then I thought he regained control at the 1. It's, in my opinion... I thought it was a catch and a down at the one. At the very least, I think you easily could have made that touchdown because there is a rule that states that once the ball's secured over the over the end zone, it doesn't matter. I believe somebody did find that rule. Um somebody a lot smarter than me. I believe that is a rule. So I I didn't th- I'm not going to whine and complain that that should've been a touchdown because it, he should have caught it, no doubt, no doubt in my mind, he should have caught that ball, that should have been seven points, I'm not going, that, it should have been a catch, none of the one, but he didn't lose this game because of the Patriots, then you let up the kick return touchdown, yes, did Kyle Duggar get held, yes, of course he did, of course, and excuse me, that happened before the hunter any catch, but Hunter-Ening, I mean, no catch, excuse me, Kyle Duggar got held, yes. But there's 10 other people on that field. I mean, make a tackle. Matthew Slater looked very, very slow in this game. um, Just to go off on a tangent. But that can't happen. And then Pierre Strong. You have a chance to get off the field. Tie game. The offense started to slow down. We will talk about the offense in the fourth quarter in a little bit here. But, I mean, come on, dude. He's going to get cut. He's cut off the end the, uh, end of the season. He's not coming back next year just because of this one play. You can... They brought him in off the edge. Not only was he nowhere close to blocking the kick, then he ran into the punter. I mean, who who does that? Who does that? That is a rookie mistake made by a rookie player. Disappointing. In terms of the offense, I thought the offense for the first three-quarter was great. I thought it was an improvement. I know the Vikings aren't that good defensively, but still. you got to crawl before he can walk. So I did think it was improvement. That fourth quarter was so bad, so bad. There's a stat out there. I can't believe. I don't remember who compiled it, but they ran sixteen plays after the Devontae Parker catch that brought it down in the seven. So it was essentially, the fourth quarter and those three plays in the red zone that ended with the field goal. Sixteen plays. Twelve of this until the garbage time touchdown. So basically, you've got. Until the garbage time. So you've got from the last three plays of the Hunter Henry, no catch drive, up through the drives before the fifty-five second left where they just threw to Jacoby Myers. Sixteen plays. Twelve of those sixteen plays went for one or less yards. Three of those plays went for over three yards and one went for three yards. That that is so bad. So bad. And we can talk about the offensive I said when Jonathan Jones got that interception and they kicked a field goal, I said that's that's a win for the defense. Win for the defense. You you against teams and I don't I know a lot of people think the Vikings are frauds, which they probably are. But against a team that's was eight two now nine two, it's touchdowns not field goals. It's touchdowns not field goals. And we used to say that all the time when teams would play the Patriots, they're gonna lose. They're kicking too many field goals. Their red zone offense sucks. It's the Patriots now. It's the Patriots now, and that's just what it is. And then this week, you've got to go to Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo on a Thursday night. Look, my X-Factor, Jonathan Jones, cornerback, they're not winning this game unless they bottle up Stephon Diggs. I mean, you just saw what Justin Jefferson just did to them last week. Was Stephon Diggs has torched them the past two weeks, absolutely torched them. What's going to happen this year? Jonathan Jones, Jack Jones, Jalen Mills, whoever's on him needs to step up. And Bill Belichick needs to come up with a better game plan this week. Because Stephon Diggs has torched, torched this team. Absolutely torched this team. And I know JC Jackson was here, but still. Key matchup, Buffalo defensive line versus the new England line. I mean, this is going to be the key matchup for the rest of the season. At this point, I should just tell you guys that right now. I know the Bills lot don't have Von Miller. That is a massive loss for this Bills team. Especially that's a massive win for the Patriots. This game. Now, can David and Andrews play? I think that's a key part. I thought Cole Strange looked pretty good. I thought Trent Brown looked pretty good outside of really a couple of plays, um, like the cut block where Mac Jones ended up getting sacked. But the offensive line was not the problem. Thursday night. Can they hold up against the Buffalo defense, give Mac Jones some time? That's the question. This game is played on Thursday night. I think that's a little bit of an advantage for the New England Patriots. That means that they don't have the Bills on a short week right now. I do have them losing 31-13, MVP quarterback Josh Allen. I mean, the Bills have just absolutely shredded. In the past two, two years, really, two, three years, Josh Allen has absolutely shredded this team. I expect that to continue again. This is going to be a blowout Thursday night. This game's going to be over by the end of the third quarter. Now let's look at the playoff picture because they can lose this game and still get in. They're standing at six and five right now. They've got the Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills in that order. Three home, three away. They've got a 5-2 and two conference record. That is pretty good. They do have a lot of tiebreakers. They have a tiebreaker over the Jets. Right now, they have the tiebreaker over the Bengals. That obviously could change based on what happens this week and on what happens in their head-to-head matchup. But right now, you're really looking at nine teams in the playoffs. You're going to look at the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Chargers. Two of the Bengals, Jets, Patriots, Chargers aren't going to get in. That's just what it is right now. I don't expect the – rate. I mean, could it be the Bengals instead of the Ravens? Sure. It could be. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Um, I think the Ravens have a e- really, really easy schedule down the stretch. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. you have got six games left. Ten wins with their conference record, and if they beat the Bengals – we'll get them into the playoffs i feel pretty good about saying that because then that means the jets have to get to 11 wins They have the chargers right now so if they can get to 10 wins if we give everybody 10 wins the patriots get in. i think if the patriots can get to 10 wins they have a very very good chance question is will they we're already giving them a loss for this bills game i mean do we think they're going to beat the bills in week 18 especially if that game means something in the afc east race no if they can split, if they can get win Thursday night, I cannot understate the importance of how much that would mean. Because if they lose both games to the Bills, that means they have to beat the Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins. They have to go four in a row against those four teams. And the the easiest matchups are looking like the Cardinals and the Raiders. And those aren't going to be easy matchups either. This is why that loss to the Bears... On Monday night the loss to the Vikings is gonna hurt not as much as they would hurt divisionally but they are going to hurt they they need to if they split a Bill's games that is very very nice but just looking at what what these teams have left the Patriots fourth most difficult schedule left okay we already mentioned their schedule. If they can beat the Bengals, that's a big win. If they can split the Bills, beat the Bengals, I feel I feel good. They need to beat. They need to beat Tua. They need to beat that Dolphins team. They are at home. The Bengals have a harder schedule. Future schedule ranked first: Chiefs, Browns, Tampa Bay, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. This is going to be very very difficult. They've got the Chiefs this week. The Patriots need them to lose. They've got the Browns. The Browns with Deshaun Watson. Not that that I I think I thought Jacoby Brissett did an admiral job, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But the Browns, Tampa Bay, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. That is a very very difficult schedule, and you need them to probably win. They're seven and four. You probably need them to get to. They can't win more than three games because this Patriots team is not getting you eleven wins. So if this team can, if the Bengals can get to ten wins and one of the wins, and the Patriots beat the Bengals. Good. You've got the Jets. Future schedule ranked 5th. You've got the Vikings, the Bills, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and Dolphins. For the sake of the argument, let's give them wins against the Lions and Jaguars. Can they win two out of the games against the Vikings, Bills, Seahawks, Dolphins? I think they can. I think they absolutely can. If the Jets get to 11 wins, the Patriots aren't passing them. If the Jets are at 10 wins... The Patriots do have a good chance because of that head-to-head record. And then you've got the Chargers who are sitting at 6-5. and five. They have a future schedule rank of 31st. They've got a difficult game. They've got a relatively easy schedule. You've got the Raiders, Dolphins, Titans, Colts, Rams, Broncos. Colts, Rams, Broncos should be wins. That gets them to 9-5. and five. Do they win for the sake of the argument? Let's say the Patriots stay ahead of them in the conference record. Do they beat two of the Raiders Dolphins Bills, Raiders Dolphins Titans, excuse me. I don't know. That's going to be close. That's going to be close. That's going to be very, very close. The Patriots are rooting for the Raiders. They're rooting for everybody except the Chargers, Jets, and Bengals. Every single week. Every single week. What will the Patriots do? To an extent, they control their destiny. To an extent. They do need some help. But. But they. If they. If they win four of these next six games. They're they're in good shape. Do I think they will? No. I them at eight and nine before the year. I did. I had them. So, I have them getting two more wins here. I think that sounds about right. I do. Um. The only game that I think before the season I might not have gotten right. Um, I had the Patriots being the Bears. That was a shocking loss. But I believe I had them beating the Cardinals, losing to the Raiders, being the Bengals. So those are the two games there. So And I also had them being the Dolphins. So. I've gotten a couple games. I have to go back and look at my first-year prediction, but I, and I will do that. Um, but let's see what happens here. I'm very, very confident that if the Patriots win four more times, they will be in the playoffs. Now, let's head over to Quick Pick. We already talked about Buffalo and New England. I have Buffalo winning 31-13. to 13. MVP, QB, Josh Allen. Big game for both teams, though. Big, big game. Green Bay, Chicago. Green Bay, another big loss. They knew basically run the table and get a lot of help. I have Green Bay in this one though. I'm very interested to see what they do if they do get out of playoff contention here. If they do insert Jordan Love, Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. I have Atlanta in this one. Pittsburgh for them a really really good win against the Indianapolis Colts. I th- I don't think pick Pickett's half bad. I really really don't. But Atlanta isn't that bad either. I have Atlanta winning this one. They couldn't make a run in the NFC South if the Bucks falter, um, which wouldn't be surprising. Jets taking on the Mi- Minnesota Vikings. I have Minnesota in this one. I do like them over the New York Jets. I think that's going to be a pretty, pretty solid game. Um, I'm not going to lie. I like Minnesota, though. I-, I like the Mike White story. He's so much better than Zach Wilson, and I this game's going to be a shootout. I think the Jets are going to be able to put points... It's- it comes down to how well will the Jets defense do. I'm gonna tell you right now, they're gonna do better than the Patriots defense, but the Vikings will score just enough. But this does scream letdown game for the Minnesota Vikings. I do think the New York Jets can pull this one out. Jacksonville Jaguars seeing on the lines. I've got the lines here. Lines are better than you think. Um, however, I do have to dub this the toilet bowl game of the week just due to the pretty the decent games we've got going on this week. I could have also done Packers Bears, but. I don't think the Packers are on the level of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like the Lions, though. Jaguars aren't bad. Big win over the Baltimore Ravens, but come on. They don't have the pieces right now. I'm not very interested in lines in this one. Tennessee taking on the Eagles. This is going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to watching the coaching of Mike Vrabel take on the offense of Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and... A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, who's been pretty good. I like the Eagles in this one solely because they're at home. If this game was in Tennessee, I would pick the Titans. This is going to be a very, very close game. I can see a late field goal winning this one. Cleveland Browns seeing on the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson's first game back in Houston. Coincidence? We'll leave that up to you to decide. But I like the Browns in this one. Houston is absolutely brutal this year to watch. Absolutely brutal. Cleveland's going to win. Washington Commanders sitting on the New York Giants. Big NFC East matchup here. Um, Giants have been kind of going in the wrong direction for a couple weeks now. I like Washington in this one. Taylor Heineke. Something about that that guy rallies the team around him, and it's really, really incredible to watch. I do like the Commanders in that one. Denver Broncos sitting on the Ravens. I like the Ravens in this one. Broncos are so bad. Russell Wilson is washed. That coach will be fired, I think, f- by Christmas time. I do... Like, the Ravens, Miami Dolphins taking on the San Francisco 49ers. This is going to be another great game. Um, I like the Niners in this one. I do think they're going to be able to beat the Minnesota Dolphins. Um, not the Minnesota Dolphins, excuse me. The Miami Dolphins. I, If you're a Patriots fan, you should be rooting for the Niners. I think they're going to win. That defense is legit. Seattle Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Rams. I like the Seahawks in this one. The Rams without Matthew Stafford, without Cooper Cup, are just... Not the same team as they were a year ago. I would not be surprised if Sean McVay goes into broadcasting next year, but I do like the Seahawks. Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm looking forward to this game. I think this game's going to be better than the records indicate. I like the Chargers here. You should be rooting for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders if you're a Patriots fan. This is going to be a hard-fought battle, though. I think another one that comes down to l- last-second field goal. Chiefs taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. I like the Chiefs in this one. Chiefs have been really, really good. Patrick Mahomes currently is my MVP. Cincinnati Bengals, though, they got a big one against the Titans. Jamar Chase should be back this week. That's going to be a big boost to this Bengals team. How's Euroburger respond? We'll see. Rematch of the AFC Championship game. Indianapolis Colts taking on the Dallas Cowboys. I like the Cowboys in this one. The Colts just aren't really yet. I'm not excited to watch this game on Sunday Night Football. I hope something happens so we can get this game off of Sunday Night Football, but I think I think it's a little too late for that. So just be prepared for a Cowboys beatdown, and then the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like the Bucks in this one. Look, if the Saints win this one, and the and the Bucks lose, and due to the Saints winning, and then you've got the Falcons. This NFC South could be very, very interesting with the Saints win here, who are known to beat Tom Brady in the regular season. Teams on by this week, Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals. My record after last week improved to 102-78, and 78, so we are over the 100 win mark. Only took us 12 weeks. Not that bad. Fancy, 8-8-8. Eight, eight, and eight. My breakout was Jalen Wall. He did about project- projection. My bust was Dave Montgomery. He did about projection, so I'm giving myself a tie on Jalen Wall, a loss for David Montgomery. But 8-8-8. Eight, eight, my record in predicting the Patriots is four and seven, and the Patriots, of course, are six and five. My breakout for this week, Garrett Wilson, going up against that awful Minnesota Vikings secondary. I did like Garrett Wilson last week. I started him in fantasy. He did win me a league. And then my bust wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. I just don't love him this week going up against that Niners defense. Guys, that'll do it for us today. Guys, as always, thank you for listening. Please, guys, visit www.fromballparks to buzzerbeers.com. Our Instagram is there, our Twitter is there, our email is there. Guys, please email us any feedback, both positive or negative, negative, excuse me, segment ideas. Maybe if you'd like to be on the show, I'm sure we could work something out. Guys, this is the 97th episode. We are closing in on 100. We should hit that in about three weeks if all goes to plan right before the Christmas season. But thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm your host, Perry Martino, signing out with the From Ballparks to Buzz Reader Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.